Welcome back to Channeling In with Chanel, y'all. Woo! Thanks so much, guys, uh, for tuning in today. We have an awesome guest. Um, she's pretty much the jack of all trades. She kind of dives into everything, and I love it. I'm always here for it. Um, so today we have Tatum Hosea. What? Hi. <laughs> Thanks, Tatum, Hi, guys. so much for being here. You're awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. So um, we'll just kind of let you introduce yourself. Um, obviously, I said your name, but um, just kind of say like where you're from and where you're at now, and then we'll go. We'll go from there. Okay. Uh, I'm Tatum. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> from utah recently relocated to vegas been here about a year um it's very hot (laughs) but i have uh, i'm dying um (laughs) but i've got two boys eight no oh my gosh he just turned nine last week um and a five-year-old and i just kind of oh we run our own painting company that's kind of why we're out here um love it so yeah i just kind of work from home i kind of do youtube stuff when i'm bored and yeah that's kind of <laughs> I love that you say at. like when you're bored because there's so many people that watch it and love it and I'm totally one of them uh-huh. <laughs> oh thanks that's yeah. right I, I'll go like months in between videos and I'm like dang I should really kind of stick with it like yeah you know I mean we're kind of <laughs> waiting on you you know <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm always like okay I'm gonna do it and then I <laughs> life gets in the way yeah no I totally got it <laughs> But okay, um, kind of going off of your YouTube channel, we'll start there. So your YouTube channel started off as like makeup tutorials, um, which are super awesome if you guys haven't seen them. Um, so have <laughs> oh you always been into makeup? No, you know what? I was the biggest tomboy always growing up. I didn't wear makeup, I think, until like my junior or senior year in high school. Um, but no, I didn't get into it until after I had my son, so nine years ago. And it was only because clothes... <laughs> didn't make me feel cute so I tried to make (laughs) me feel cute with makeup so I got really into it especially because I was a new stay-at-home mom had nowhere to go nothing to do and I think I feel like YouTube was blowing up with makeup at that time and so I was really that's all I all I watched all I spent my money on yeah it was bad that's so funny so what made you actually get started on doing a YouTube channel I started posting some pictures on Instagram and friends and family were like, oh, you should do a channel. I never had thought about it until I had, it was probably like four people who said that, but you know, <laughs> so I started. Yeah. And I mean, for years, that's all I did. Yeah. Um, and I love it because there. there is one of your looks that I actually had my sister do for my wedding because it was just uh-huh. kind of like a natural, like glam. And I'm so here for that. So I loved it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, there's all types of looks on there. I look at some photos and I'm like, wow, I wore, I really wore that. <laughs> cause I, I don't wear makeup now. I, I don't know if it's cause it's too hot here, but yeah. that might be it. But I just, I can't even put it on. I still, I mean, on a Sunday when I go to church, I might throw something on, but that's really it. <laughs> I love it. No, it's the same for me too. Cause I grew up a super big tomboy. So even now I don't really know how to do makeup like that. Um, and we live in Arizona too, where it's like scorching oh hot. So, it's worse than Vegas. Yeah. Right. So I don't even wear makeup at all during like really the summer. I'm just like, screw that. So yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, exactly. okay. So kind of, um, going into our next question. So even though your YouTube channel started as, um, you know, super awesome makeup tutorials, it started to shift to being more personal. And then you opened up about your pregnancies and then your miscarriages and all of that. So take us through that process and how it was um, for you during those times. 
you know what? I don't know why I decided to share that because that's like a it's very a personal um, journey to go through. Yeah. I don't know why I decided to share it, but I'm so happy that I was prompted to to put my info on blast like that. Yeah, I've had so many amazing conversations and like comments back and forth with girls who have gone through the same thing or I, I don't know. Was, I feel like I was really meant to put that um, out just to even help a couple ladies feel like they're understood by somebody even if you know they don't know me but I don't know why I did yeah. it because I'm not open like that with people but for some reason it's easy to talk to a camera because there's nobody <laughs> staring at you really <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. No, and that's the same for me, even with this podcast, like it's so much easier. Obviously, it just feels like we're just talking on the phone, Yeah, you know, and then so but I think if I sat in like a room full of people, it would take some time for me to like really open up about certain things because usually I'm not that type either. But same. I, I love that you use that sort of like your YouTube platform to like be able to do that. So oh, then um, if you can, um, can you give us kind of like the rundown of like how many times you've been pregnant and the miscarriages, yeah. um, you know, things like that? Yeah. So I have been pregnant seven times and then I obviously only have my two boys here with me. So um, I've got three um, babies who I made it to halfway pregnancy, 20 weeks or more. Um, and I have them buried in a cemetery right next to my grandma in Provo. Um, but then there were two earlier on miscarriages where I didn't know the gender. I wasn't, it was a bit earlier on, but those still hurt just as bad, affected me just as bad. Um, but I, I don't know. And I, I still, I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Those, um, no, you're fine. No. So those earlier on miscarriages, I feel like I still have to include them in my family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, Ooh, Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, but yeah, so my I first got pregnant when I was 18. Um, lost that baby about halfway through at 20 weeks. Um, and then met and married my husband and we had Jace, who's nine years old. Then there was a baby girl, Cree. We lost a year and a half or so after Bubba came. Jace is Bubba, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, and then there was is Zion. Zion is five he'll be six this year um and then there was Monson who was also around 20 weeks that was in 2016 um oh sorry in between Jace and Cree there was a seven or eight week pregnancy um miscarriage and so that was kind of my first experience with with one of those I feel like those are a lot more common yeah and so I feel like I could relate to a, a lot more girls on that level because I still knew I was pregnant I still was excited I have always dreamt of having a huge family. My mom is one of 19 kids. My dad is one of seven. And so Jeez. like all the cousins growing up has just, that's like the highlight of my life is having that many cousins. And so I wanted just a big family, uh, but it didn't, yeah. yeah, it didn't happen for me. And I know there's a reason for it. And I know I'll be able to be their mom someday, but, um, and so, yeah, there was, um, and then in 2017, I had a, there was a 13 week, miscarriage and that was kind of when I was like oh okay I think I'm done because I don't think I can handle anymore um and I just felt finally felt like okay it's gonna be me my husband and Bubba and Zion and that's it for this life and I 
like I finally was able to grasp that this the four of us is it and it's fine and I, I'm so grateful for um, Bubba and Zion because they both kind of had um scary pregnancies as well they, Bubba was four pounds Zion was five they both came three four weeks early actually two three weeks early um and so the, it was like rough pregnancies there and so I'm just grateful for them and I know like I there's sorry I'm talking a lot <laughs> no I love it girl keep going um I just I know a lot of people who have buried babies who um still births up carried to full term or even they had some time here on earth with their babies before they passed away and then that just like I feel like every stage of it all if it's different in its own way but I feel just like this huge connection with everybody who's dealt with anything like it whether it was like a barely like four week miscarriage or earlier to like full term to any loss of a child you know I just feel like there's so many people and it's hard to talk about it but like I don't know I feel like it's necessary to connect with others yeah absolutely and I love that you touched on um like making your comment about like how you can connect with women who've had it like in different stages you know so Mm -hmm. there's those and it's crazy because it wasn't until I became a mom where I realized like how common miscarriages are usually in that first trimester you know most women that I know have have gone through it I even right before my third baby I had a miscarriage as well and it was in like the four week stage too and it's sorry no yeah And, and it's super common among like so many women and I'm like holy crap and then it also makes you feel like you're not alone, you know? And then I also know those women who have carried, like you said, long-term and then, you know, something happens when they give birth and I, my heart always goes out like to the, to, to you guys, you know, because I don't, I don't know how that, um, how I could personally go through that. You know, it's just a hard thing, but good for you for just, I mean, trying as hard as you can, but then also knowing that, Hey, you know what? I think we're good on this earth right now. Cause that's a lot, you know? Yeah, it took a while to come to that conclusion, but I'm like happy with my decision. And I'm like, once that you're out of that phase of your life, which I thought I'd be in it for a long time, having babies, raising babies, you know, yeah. um, once you're out of it, you can kind of like, be like, okay, well, what's our next phase? Let's get into it. And, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to say like, I've moved on and I'm over it, but it's like my next phase with having kids and not babies is just kind of new and exciting. And I don't know, it's. I don't know. It's kind of like freeing to kind of know that, okay, we're done. And now this is what we're going to focus on instead, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And like you said, it definitely takes a while, but I'm so glad that you're finally there, you know? Yeah. So then kind of um, shifting over to our next question. So you also open up about your struggle with food and weight and being bulimic for nine years, I believe, right? Was it mm-hmm. nine or 10 years or so? Yes. Yep. So what made you really start it? Um, kind of, I don't know. I, I don't want to say start it, you know, but like, yeah. what kind of made you want to, I guess, start it and then um, kind of continue it throughout, throughout the years? I have just had my earliest memories. I always, I like, I remember wanting to be, <laughs> it's weird, but I wanted to look like Michelle Tanner on Full House. Like that was everything as like a five-year-old. Okay. I remember <laughs> that as a little girl, like four or five years old, wanting to look like her, wanting blonde hair. Like, that was a big thing. It's so weird. Yeah. So I've always. All right. <laughs> so we Sorry. were talking about Michelle. <laughs> no, you're fine. We were talking about Michelle Tanner. Right. And how I just always 
as a little girl wanted a different body. Um, I was always thicker. I was always very um, solid. <laughs> and, I I just didn't, I wanted to feel little and petite, like all my little friends, you know? And so I, as like junior high and high school came along, I was on all these diets. I tried every diet. Like my parents never were like, you need to diet. Um, But like as a family, they'd be like, Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. And they knew I struggled with self-confidence and all that. So I just, I tried a lot of things. My parents got me a personal trainer when I think I was 13 um, I hated it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I was just always trying. Um, I was athletic, though. I played volleyball. I was still the biggest girl on the court and pretty slow. But um, so I, I was active that way. But food was my issue. And growing up in a Samoan Polynesian household, food is everything. Everything revolves around food. And so I just had a really bad relationship with food. Um, and so yeah. my senior year in high school, I I actually had a friend ask me, have you ever um, felt so gross after eating that you, you made yourself throw up? And I had never even thought about it. And I don't blame this friend at all. She was, we were just having a, like a conversation and she was truly curious. And that yeah. kind of made me curious. And I was like, huh. So I tried it and I hated it. It's the worst thing. It is so uncomfortable and gross and hurts you know to make yourself throw up but I once I started I couldn't stop and so I my weight would like I'd get really hard into like I wouldn't keep any food down for days and days and I like my weight was just up and down forever and I was still playing volleyball and so I I like needed um energy and I you don't you don't have it when you are dealing with that kind of eating disorder um, and so it's just, I struggled with it off and on for nine, almost 10 years. And um, no, I, I hid it from everyone. I thought everyone knew because I, I, I don't know, when you are deep in it, you do everything you can to hide it. Every excuse, you like have all the candles and the sprays lit in the bathroom so that nobody can, like, it's a whole thing like yeah. it's po- always on my mind always wondering if oh my gosh if somebody like somebody noticed that I left after I just ate to go throw up or did somebody notice that I just ate this entire pizza by myself and now I'm gonna go disappear so it's always on your mind and it really it really affected my mental health as well as my physical health um but as soon as I would get pregnant because I was again trying to have babies and I don't know if um, the bulimia affected the pregnancies at all. I have been told that it didn't, um, but I, in my mind, it didn't help at all, you know? And so yeah. like when I would get pregnant, I would stop because I was like, no, I need this baby to grow. So I'm going to just, but I couldn't stop binge binging. And so my, I gained so much weight, like 80 to hundred pounds during my two boys that I took to full term. Um, like every time I was pregnant, I'd stop and gain so much weight. And then when I'd lose the baby or I gave birth to my two boys, I'd get right back into it to try to lose all the weight that I had gained. And for nine years, it was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just kind of like going off of what you were saying about mental, like I can't imagine that paranoia Mm. constantly running through your mind. Just like you said, it was like a whole thing. Like you had like candles and spraying all that stuff. 
Yeah. And then wondering, like, even like a casual state, like you're having lunch or dinner with like friends and family and then you get up and leave. And then I can't imagine like that paranoia constantly like, oh, did someone see me leave and things like that, you know? And I was never like when you think of somebody with an eating disorder, you think of them as like a skeleton. I was never like that. It never um, like did that for me, I think, because it was always off and on with all the pregnancies. Um, so yeah. it's not like they would look at me and see that I was unhealthy. Like, oh my gosh, you need to eat food. Like, no, I was still, you know, 180 yeah. to 280 pounds throughout it all. So like, that's, just, it just goes to show how you don't like some, you could look at somebody and think that they are super healthy or whatever, but they could be struggling with something that's like really harmful. Um, so Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of going, cause you said, um, your weight was always up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did anyone ever notice like, wow, her weight is really go- like fluctuating a lot or anything like that? Were you ever asked those questions? Never, never to my face, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know, like, I remember going to a wedding, uh, just, a, I think it was a family member's wedding or a close friend or something. And I walked in and I saw someone who I hadn't seen in probably a year or two and they uh-huh. looked at me and like I saw it in their face like dang that she got big like I could see it like they were so shocked because they hadn't seen me in person and so it was just things like that so I'm like okay yeah it's been a while so I'm, I'm definitely 60 pounds heavier than I was last time you saw me and I could I just I know it was there like people were shocked that oh I thought you were just like a size 14 now you're a size 20 like but then it'd go down yeah. again so Never to my face. I never felt that. Um, I'm, but like I, I know it was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. So then, uh, kind of going up to our next question. So after opening up um, about that, then you started sh- to share your journey of having the gastric sleeve like procedure and things like that. Because mm-hmm. on your YouTube channel, uh, with which honestly I commend you for sharing, um, you were at your heaviest weight, right? Right, and no seriously girl because I know I could never do that like not that I, I've ever been insecure mm-hmm. about my weight because obviously I've gained weight just having kids mm-hmm. but like I just commend you for completely putting yourself out there and then like busting your ass like you Aww, know just thanks. getting it you know back to back to where like maybe even better than what you thought so after opening about that um you shared your gastric uh, sleeve procedure and all that stuff so how much has it changed you and then also kind of like your mindset and everything? You know, it was never something I thought about doing because there's that stigma behind it. Like, oh, they cheated. They, yeah, they lost weight, but it's because they paid for it, you know? And so all yeah. growing up, I are not growing up, but as an adult, I've always been like, oh, I would never do that. Like I could do that on my own. I could lose weight if I really wanted. Um, but after I opened up about the bulimia to first my husband and then to my parents and siblings, um, my, I just had a lot of conversations with my um, dad. My dad really, really, really helped me through this. He um, he got me into um, a specialist right away that um, helped me, like weekly meetings with her. She's a therapist. Um, helped me to be able to stop um, throwing up, but yeah. I couldn't get over the binging because, I mean, for how many ever years, 10 years, I was just eating so much food. And then to all of a sudden, um, try to cut that out. My stomach was never satisfied. It was stretched out to its limit, you know, every time 
I would binge and then I would quickly throw it up and it would, you know, feel fine. But then when I stopped throwing up, like I just couldn't ever feel full. And so I just ate and I ate, but I was like, okay, I can't throw up because then like, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm not throwing up, but I wasn't doing good because I was just binging and that's an eating disorder in its own thing, you know, yeah. just binge eating. And so I kind of went from one extreme to the other and I needed help. Like I really did. I could not, like I could not ever be satisfied with food. My relationship was with food was still bad, even though I wasn't throwing up. And so I had a few family members who had done gastric sleeve and my dad mm-hmm. reached out to them because I am too shame. You know, I would never like call up somebody <laughs> and be like, I'm thinking about this, especially this thing that everybody is like, oh, no, no, don't do that. Um, and I, he had conversations with them for me. I felt like I was like a five-year-old, but he, he really kind of <laughs> took the lead. Oh, he wanted wow. to help me. Yeah. And they all were like, you know what? I, I can feel satisfied after I eat like a good, a normal amount of food. My portions are good. I don't like, I, it's easy to be done eating. And I've never felt that like ever to just be like, oh, I'm satisfied by this food. You know, like I just, yeah. So we looked into it. He actually got the surgery with me. Um, he, uh, he, he didn't like need to, he wasn't like severely obese or anything, but he, um, was border or pre-diabetic. Is that what it's called? And so he, he honestly did it because I wouldn't do it alone. I'm again, too shame or scared or whatever. And so he did it with me and we together kind of went through that journey. And honestly, I recommend it to anyone and many people ask me, especially through Instagram or YouTube, oh, I'm thinking about doing it. What do you think? And honestly, it completely changed my life. I know some people have, like, there's negative um, side effects to it from some people, but I have not had anything like that. It's just been 100% good for me physically and mentally to know that I can eat a good, healthy amount of food and be yeah. done and happy with it instead of, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that your dad really stepped up for you. That's, that's awesome did. that you guys were able to go through that journey together. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back on like, you know, so I'm someone as well. And so like, like you said, growing up in a Polynesian household, food is everything, right? Everything. Kind of like the center of everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody comes over, we've got to make stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and I love it. But at the same time, I also feel that um, we love it a little too much. Too much. You know, yeah. and, you know and I feel like a lot of Polynesians really suffer. Um, I feel like more so in um, America really suffer more with obesity uh, because of that. You know, we get so comfortable with it. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's our comfort like feeling. And I know actually so many Polys that they don't even realize that they're actually stress eaters. You know, yeah. it's like every time they're actually going through a lot of stress in life, they just like go straight to the fridge and all that stuff. And I know people really close to me that have, you know, gone through that and their weight skyrocketed you know mm-hmm. and during those times in their life but I feel like we never really actually sit down and are able to talk about about it because food isn't negative to us no. right it, it's such a good thing it brings so much love and laughter and memories mm-hmm. for us but then at the same time I think consuming too much of it is like hurting us you know in a lot of ways so I love that you touched on that like obviously yeah. being Polynesian growing up in a household like we love it but I like my personal opinion I feel like it, it also hurts us as well. It's so know? true. The whole culture, it's like, oh my gosh, everybody remembers that wedding or that function based off if the food was good or bad. Yes. Isn't that so <laughs> true? 
And it's like, <laughs> yes, bro. I love it though. I know. We food is too too big of a um factor in all of our lives. We need to like and, and still like my family is still it's always like where are we going to like are we going to go here cuz it's close to that restaurant or yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like and, and it's funny because recently I've seen so many more Polynesians um get the gastric. Yeah. You know? And I love it, but um I feel like it's 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 something that's too common Mm -hmm. you know and I feel like maybe that's something that we kind of just need to I don't know I do yeah no I do feel like it's kind of like well no I'm getting my tax return so I can just get the surgery do you know what I mean I I feel like it's it's a I don't care how I live my life because I can just do this later and yes I I don't know I I mean, I got it done and I am so grateful I did. I would love to, in some, I don't know, somehow help prevent people from ever needing it. That is kind of yeah the way I hope our world goes. But I mean, it's there when we do need it and I'm grateful. Um, but always, yeah, I want to put a change I, I love that. Yeah, I love that. And even still, like going through my pregnancies and stuff and obviously you gain weight. And then, like, I, I usually would lose about, like, 20, 20 pounds mm-hmm. after. But I it's always, like, my aunties, I would always be like, girl, you don't need to lose the weight. It's fine. Because I would always be like, oh, yeah, I want to get back to my pre-baby right. weight, obviously. And then they're always like, oh, no, you don't need to lose the weight. Just have all your babies first and then lose the weight. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like, I don't want to get up to, like, being a, like, yeah. super obese. And then I have, like, so much further that it goes. So. Huh? I try to maintain it as best as I can. Obviously, I still have, like, my moments. But I try to, like, even now, I'm just like, all right, girl, do you really need that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that's good. It's all, like, a so. mindset change from, I feel like every generation, it's kind of getting a bit better. Um, yes. But, like, I remember being little and having aunties, like, just, like, I don't know, getting mad that the plate was so full. But then I look around and be like, look yeah. at your plate. Look at his plate. Everyone's plate is so full. <laughs> so they make comments. Like growing up, they make the comments. Ooh, you're getting a little big, you know? Okay, so yeah, are you. And so girl. is he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. No, so true mm-hmm. though. So kind of going into that mindset. So because you would think that like how you said, like your relationship with food was never really good. So do you feel like it was more like you had to change that mindset of how you look at food to really like have this leave like worth it? Yes. Um, yes. Cause I do know some people who have had the surgery who get it and drop weight, but their relationship, yeah, their relationship that. with food didn't change. They still eat the same crap. It's just, they can't um, eat as much anymore, but your stomach can stretch out again to what it was before and even worse. And that's very dangerous. Uh, but I know a lot, if, yeah. if people gain the weight back after surgery, it's because they didn't change their relationship with food. Because um, the surgery doesn't do that for you. It doesn't do any of that. You have to make that conscious choice to um, to put good food in because it'll only, you know, last so long. I don't know. I, and, and I love that about it, though, because I still feel like people who say those ne- negative comments about it, I feel like to me, I'm always like, hey, even though I never had it, I'm always like, but you still have to discipline yeah. yourself. You still have to, you know, like change your whole lifestyle. Yeah, the surgery so, doesn't yeah, doesn't I buy you that. veggies and fruit, and it doesn't take you to the gym. It just helped me at least be able to portion control and not binge. So that's, I mean, that's what I used it for, and it was a great tool for that. 
but yeah you have to change the mindset first for real yeah so um kind of going into so where do you feel like at now in your life like are you happy and content like with everything you've gone through with the miscarriages with um you know just your bulimia and, and just your entire journey that you've gone through are you like happy and content with where you're at right now yes mentally this is the best space I've been in as an adult um I did deal with some pretty bad um depression during pregnancies and after pregnancy and I only notice it um now as an adult that I have had issues with anxiety all growing up I never knew what a panic attack was until um I was actually hooked up to a monitor and when they um told like the bereavement specialist came in after Monson died this was in 2016 and he said he asked me are we going to bury are we going to name him like what do you want to do and I still was hooked up to them to the monitor and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe and stuff started beeping and I looked over and I just could not breathe and he was like oh you're having a panic attack I was like that's what this is because I've had these before like yeah so I never realized that's what it was I was just like man I do I kind of get nervous a lot and my breathing gets weird and I feel like I'm gonna faint (laughs) but no so yeah (laughs) that's normal but I I might have maybe one or two a year now just when something scary happens or something super stressful but mentally I'm in such a good place I haven't dealt with depression in a while I yeah I'm just I'm good you know and I I feel like I've been working out a lot and it's like scientifically proven that it just helps you feel happier, lighter, better when you are physically active every day. And, and I, I feel like that helps me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, when you were talking about depression just now, I, I remember uh, watching your YouTube channel when you were talking about it and I'm totally forgetting what it was called, but there's a name for it when you're uh, depressed. Yeah. While pregnant. Antipartum. Antepartum, A-N-T-E. So there's postpartum, which is after, and then antepartum, which is during. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when you said that, because my last pregnancy, I totally had that. Like, we moved to Texas. We just mm-hmm. were by ourselves. I felt bad that we took the kids away from their, like, all their family and just, just things like that. And so I think it was kind of one thing after another. And I remember, like, watching that YouTube channel, and I was like, wait, like, and, and I looked up, I Googled it. Yeah, it's real. Depression, you know, and it, like the symptoms. And I was like, holy crap. Like I've been, that's how I've been feeling like with this pregnancy. And usually like I've never really had those symptoms, yeah. you know, but with that pregnancy, I think so many things were happening mm-hmm. all at once. And it totally hit me when you said that. So I'm, I'm so glad that you did because it made me feel like I wasn't no, aware. Yeah. So, like, I still get you know, comments on that um, all the time on that video. And I have, that's the one where I kind of have a lot of conversations with women who are like, I didn't know this was a thing. I just thought uh, pregnancy is making the hormones crazy, but no, it's a real, real deep depression you can get in. So yeah, I'm, I was, not, I mean, it wasn't fun when it happened, but I was grateful that I kind of went through it to kind of know like, Whoa, I'm not just a psycho pregnant lady. Yeah. I'm severely depressed. Yeah. <laughs> yes exactly so I'm so glad you put a name to it because like me personally I was like well there you go yeah you know know. so so can you actually share like how much of the weight that you've actually lost like going through this uh, gastric sleep process yeah anything like that um my heavy like right before the surgery I was 309 pounds um which is which was my heaviest uh for a while I kind of sat at 280 and that was kind of my normal 
about 309 was up there. Like it was crazy to see in the 300s. Um, I'm now at like 204. Well, I haven't weighed in a couple months. So low 200s. I, oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm yeah. kind of scared. It's kind of weird. I like don't like to weigh myself because I don't want to be disappointed. Like if I'm, I don't know, not where I want to be. So I want to kind of give it some time until I feel like I'm under 200. And then I want to weigh myself so I can Aww. get excited. And when I see that number one day, I might be there. I don't know. But it's kind of not like I don't have a scale that I need to check every day. And I, like I'll go months between weighing myself and it's fine. I love that. I love that because I feel like it can definitely come yeah. around you. Um, maybe like you're feeling like you're making so much progress and you're like, what the mm-hmm. heck? Like, you know. So I love that, that you don't even weigh yourself and you're just like going through your days. And guys, literally Tatum looks oh my gosh. amazing. Like her thighs are like gold. They're and ginormous. And I love your workout video. <laughs> no, it's fun. Like it's just a good, no, um, not really a stress reliever because I'm not super stressed, but like I, it just helps me feel happy, honestly. And it's the whole endorphins thing. It just really helps me feel happy. So it's fun. I love that. I love it. And you just found what you love yeah. to do. You know? Well, because I can't play. Yeah, I can't play volleyball. So awesome. I, I coach before this whole COVID thing and I play like once a week or so, but that's the only way I have ever enjoyed exercising. And so to kind of find a little routine that I really do like is, is nice. Yeah, I love that. And so important. So is there any way kind of wrapping this up? So is there any advice that you would actually give to anyone else kind of going through these similar experiences in their life? Um, I really think and I know it's it's everybody doesn't have an amazing support system and I'm so sad and I feel for those people who message me and are like I don't have anyone my my boyfriend or my parents or nothing nobody will understand I feel for them and I'm so sad for them and I just like pray and hope that they find a good support system because that really changes things um to just find out find who you love the most and help them to help you go what you're going through because that really changed things for me and also I I'm a member of the LDS church and I really turned to God a lot like uh, yeah it was him and then I would go to my parents and and husband Um, but I mean whatever you believe in like lean on it hard because it it really does just help kind of ease a little bit of a burden yeah exactly and I love that too and and same, like I'm a member of the church as well. And I have so many friends and family members that aren't. And it's it's sad when I see them going through similar experiences, but they deal with it in mm-hmm. such a harsher way. So it, it's the same, like, you know, like whatever you believe in, just like you said, just lean on that and um, to, to get you yeah, through whatever you definitely. need to. Definitely. Just know? open up to someone, someone you love or to God or whoever, but you need to like let it out with whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Well, all right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much that was for fun. being here today. No, I was nervous, so but awesome. it was fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you Bye next guys. time. Bye, guys.